Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Francesco Pavone, I'm your host, and today me and you are going to talk about cardio versus lifting weights for fat loss. So which one is best? I know that many people uh, say that they just want to lose weight, uh, they don't need to lose fat, uh, many people want to lose fat uh, and not muscle, and uh, in this podcast uh, we'll talk about uh, which uh, one is best, Um, we'll talk about uh, um, if cardio burns more calories, uh, why not to do just that? Um, We'll talk uh, about uh, the benefit of doing cardio and uh, why six reasons why I don't recommend overdoing cardio for fat loss. Plus, you'll understand a little bit more, and this is the beauty about this podcast, that you can connect the dots between episodes and you'll understand more about how to lose fat and why you should lift weights during a fat loss phase, regardless of your level of experience and the level of body fat that you have. And I will propose an interesting alternative and uh, we'll give you tips as well on uh, how much cardio should you do. So we'll share as well some practical takeaways uh, um, so that you'll know how to approach your next fat loss phase. I know that we are getting into the winter, so many people are thinking about building muscle and will probably postpone their fat loss uh, to the next year. Um, And uh, in regards to this, uh, just let me know if you have any question about how to build muscle and get stronger. Uh, You can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at PT Pavons. Facebook, I am Francesco Pavone. And uh, with, uh, um, with, with that, like I also want to say that at the end of this show, we'll, I will share a podcast that I am currently listening to. I know that one of my listener, one of our listener is uh, asking me that. So I love to uh, be consistent with that. And uh, we'll share a little bit more about what I listen myself. So long further ado, let's get to it. All right, let's get to it straight away. I love this topic because I have been there. I have been in a position where I practiced a lot of cardio with the purpose of fat loss. So when I stopped my competitive swimming career, I basically was training 30 to 40 hours a week. So that's, uh, I know, I've talked about it uh, a lot uh, before in this podcast, uh, but swimming is a lot of volume. So when uh, you are a competitive uh, professional swimmer, you will swim a lot regardless uh, of uh, your main distance. So even uh, people who do 50 meter freestyle, they spend uh, a considerable amount of time in the water. So um, yeah, swimming, it's a lot uh, of training and is a lot of aerobic training. So when I stopped uh, my competitive swimming career, I became a pizza chef for a short period of time. But in that period of time, I remember basically that I had a fresh feeling that I wanted to continue that kind of activity because in my mind, I think at that time I was around 80 kilos and around 10% body fat. And it was just naturally from uh, my lifestyle, right? I was uh, swimming a lot, uh, doing a lot uh, uh, in terms of activity, not eating like crazy, like not a lot. And uh, on top of that, I would do three workouts at the gym, which were not very heavy, but they were still like uh, resistance training workout to support my swimming. So it was a lot of core, a lot of uh, explosive jumps, uh, uh, elastic bands, uh, prehabilitation uh, for injuries, uh, 
and stuff like that. So when I stop uh, my competitive swimming career, I would uh, wake up in the morning and do around 60 minutes of fasted cardio, of course, because I thought it would add benefits to my like body, body composition. And uh, usually I would go for a run. So I remember that I was running like around 10 kilometers in 50, 51 minutes. So it's not even too bad, right? And uh, then I would go work to work to do my morning shift. I, at the time, had a lunch break. So I would go to the gym and lift weights during the lunch break. Why should I go home and rest? Um, and uh, then I would go home, grab a snack, and then go back to the pizzeria for my evening shift. So I wanted to improve the way I looked. But yeah, I ended up looking skinnier than when I started. Fun funnily enough, I gained weight over a year. So basically, after a year, I jumped on the scale and I was one kilo heavier. But if I could compare pictures... Um, between my professional swimming life uh, and that time, I didn't like the way I looked. So I was confused because I'm, I'm saying, hey, I am doing so much activity and uh, I'm active, but I don't like the way I, I look. So basically it took me a good year to learn that there are different methods to lose fat that are more efficient than cardio alone. And in this podcast, I want to share that with you because I think that uh, it's uh, very important for many people. And many people think that they um, to, to lose weight, they need to do a lot of cardio. And then uh, they need to restrict their diet. Uh, and I want you to learn that uh, you can lose fat without doing one minute of cardio. And uh, even eating your favorite foods. But in this uh, podcast, we'll focus uh, on uh, the cardio versus lifting weights uh, a part of the fat loss process. So let's get to it. So many people, uh, when they say, um, when they need to lose fat, they will say, I need to lose weight. I don't need to lose a lot of fat, I just need to lose weight. And what they actually mean is that they want to lose fat and see more definition in their body. So either they have uh, one muscle group that uh, is, uh, is very often the case of the uh, people who are the so-called skinny fat, people who don't carry a lot of excess fat, but they are usually unhappy about the way they look. And in that case, a lot of times I see that people, they just don't have a well-developed upper body in terms of muscle. And that has a massive impact on their appearance because if they only had a little bit more mass on their chest, on their shoulders, on their back, on their quads, suddenly their proportion would change a lot and the way they would feel in a t-shirt would change a lot and that would make a big, big shift in their perspective of about what they need to do in terms of training to achieve a sort of body that they like and that they aim for. So there is an important distinction because basically you can lose weight uh, by simply eating less food or moving more or a combination of the two. But if you here, you're not here to just lose weight. This podcast is for the people who want to lose fat and improve or maintain their muscle mass. So, um, you know, if you don't want to end up being skinny fat and um, all the people that I talk to, they don't just want to diet and train because they want to lose weight, but keep looking flat or skinny, they want to look more toned, they want to have more cures, they want to have uh, 
they want to fill a t-shirt and their jeans with um, a body that they are proud of. So it's very important that you understand that uh, um, if you, you know, you want to do that, if you want to improve the way you look, um, you are here for a little body recomposition or simply for reducing your body fat and retaining your muscle mass. So all the advice that I will share with you will be to do that, just that. So let's have a look at how to lose fat and not muscle. So we know that from the research, and this is a pretty well-established idea, that the only way to lose fat is by creating a calorie deficit. So we know that we need energy from food in order to survive. And uh, we also know that our body needs some sort of energy to maintain some physiological function, vital functions. On top of that, every one of us have different level of activities. So there are people who are very active during the day. There are people that are less active because they have a more sedentary job and they just don't do much during the day. And uh, of course, those two different people will have different uh, energy expenditure at the, at the end of the day. So at the end of the day, we want to have a look at the net balance. So the balance between the calories that we eat and the calories uh, that we either need um, in order to survive and to sustain all the activities that we do at the end of the day. So unless you're coming back uh, to training after a long stop or an injury, or if you've been using the wrong methodologies for your circumstances and goals, then uh, you will need to create a calorie deficit in order to reduce your body fat. I make this distinction because there are many people who've been training for a while and they just don't see enough results. Um, they are not uh, happy with the way they look, and no matter what they try, they 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 don't try. They don't find uh, um, a way that is consistently bringing them the results they want to see. So, um, you know, in a case uh, of a skinny fat person, for, for example, uh, and I usually refer to this example because uh, um, the people in this. Uh, context in this uh, position, they usually feel like in a limbo. Um, so when they try to gain weight, they feel fat. And when they try to lose weight, they feel skinny. That's why it's called skinny fat. And, uh, you know, in those, uh, in, in that circumstance, a person who successfully lose weight and build or retain more muscle might even uh, achieve that by maintain or increase their body weight. So if you're not sure if this is you, just drop me a message. You can find me at uh, um, PT Pavons on Instagram. You'll find the link in the show notes or Francesco Pavone on Facebook. But I'm happy to, uh, you know, take a look at your situation. We can even jump on a call and uh, then you can share with me your situation, your past and your goals. And uh, if you're happy, you can even share with me a picture of your current uh, body composition and I am able to tell you a little bit more about uh, what you should be focused on. So uh, apart from that, if uh, apart, unless you are coming back to training or an injury, or you're someone who haven't been using the right uh, sets of exercise, the right progression scheme, or uh, the right uh, nutritional approach for the training that they are using, um, in that case, you know, we... We, we want to make a different podcast about it, uh, but you can check the Ultimate Body Recomposition Guide 
And uh, I've wrote as well another article about what to do if you think you are a skinny fat. We'll link those two articles in the show notes, so check them out if you think you are skinny fat. But apart from that, there are three main ways to lose fat and uh, to create a calorie deficit. So one is to eat fewer calories. So by reducing the amount of calories that we eat in our diet, then we are able to create a calorie deficit if, and I make a huge if, like we say it in Italian, it's a huge, like it's a, it's a if as big as a house. Um, you know, if your level of activity stays the same, many people, they start eating less calories, but they don't understand that by eating less calories, our body is automatically reducing the amount of energy from that will expand from activity. So basically, by eating less, many people become more lazy. They become more slow. They um, use the car more and they do less steps. They just uh, don't know. And uh, that's the first point. The second point is to burn more calories throughout the day. Um, and that's what this podcast will be about. But if you do more steps and even an increase uh, as little as a thousand steps a day more than before can produce uh, a remarkable effect. Or if you start working out and you haven't been working out before, or uh, if you start just being more consistent with, with your workouts um, and that you, uh, that you were not before, um, you will burn more calories. Same goes if you start picking up a job that is more active or if you have a major change in your lifestyle where suddenly you are required to be more active. Imagine like when you are refurbishing your house or, you know, just move house and the moving old house take a couple of weeks because it's just you and your partner and you have just a friend that are not willing to help you with the moving such bad friends, um, then you suddenly, for a short period of time, will burn more calories. And many people, like, they're surprised because in their life, they lose weight and uh, they, don't, they can't tell why they are losing weight. But the reality is that they probably, for one reason or the other, or the other they ate less food and they moved more. Or uh, the third point is to do a combination of uh, point one and point two. And uh, I think many or too many weight loss and fat loss programs, they focus too much on eating too little calories and doing too much training at the same time. I think that is a big, big, powerful uh, tool for many people. And it's an opportunity for you that you're listening as well um, to just focus on one of the two first. So are you tackling the calories first? Are you tackling the activities? Just consider that depending on where you're at in terms of your fitness and your health, doing both at the same time might be too much. So just, just consider that, please. Um, and uh, yeah, as we just learned, like losing fat is only part of the matter. So you want to use an activity that help you both with losing fat and retaining more muscle because even if uh, like if, if you had uh, for example my brother in 2017 he lost 40 kilos in 12 months and uh, he did that by just uh, being a little bit more aware of his daily steps so he started tracking his daily steps and he was successfully in uh, doing that and uh, he's still doing that at the 
as of today, and he's incredibly active. He's doing like 20,000 steps a day. So he had a lot of fat to lose. We were not so much focused on losing fat or um, retaining muscle. We just focused on losing weight. And uh, he was able to do that by just uh, tackling his food environment, okay? Not even his food choices, his food environment, the food that he had available in his house. So it was uh, a key point uh, for us. Uh, we worked as a team with me, my brother, and my father, who my brother is living with. And it was a key point for me to have a conversation with my dad uh, and uh, to discuss uh, the food options that were easily available for my brother Vittorio at our house. So, you know, you can see that in that case, uh, we didn't focus uh, so much on, uh, you know, doing particular workouts or particular exercise or particular abdominal exercise with, or, for example, particular macro recommendation. We just uh, try to have more protein available and more fruits and veggies available rather than processed food. So, you know, but since you are here to lose fat and retain more muscle, and um, if you were wondering when you create a calorie deficit, it's really, 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 I just wanna highlight this, it's really difficult to don't lose muscle, okay? We have research on professional bodybuilders, not natural bodybuilders, so people who actually take little help, little steroids, and uh, other things that, uh, you know, they are able to um, maintain muscle better than people who don't take steroids, but they um, still lose muscle on a calorie deficit. And they do it uh, because that's uh, their profession. They, they do that in life, okay? That's what they do for a living. So imagine that level, they still lose muscle on an ener energy-restricted period, so you can expect to lose some muscle too. But this is not too bad because even if you lose some muscle, if you play smartly following the um, tips that I will share with you, um, then you will be able to lose mainly fat and some muscle along the way. But I just don't want you to be scared about losing muscle because many people freak out. They work so hard to build muscle. And when I mention losing muscle, they just move on and say, oh, this podcast is not for me. But just want to make clear that this is normal, totally okay. Um, you know, and most of the time, the uh, your proportion will improve so much that even if you lose one or two kilos of muscle over a period of 16, 20 weeks, your proportion will look exponentially better because you will lose more fat than muscle. And uh, yeah, you will just look uh, more defined and your curves will, be, will look better, your face will look better. So there is a lot into that. And uh, yeah, we just want to make sure to maintain or keep our muscle mass as we lose fat. So there are two main ways to do that. Lifting weights and eating sufficient protein in your diet. Now, the cardio zealots will uh, say that you can retain muscle during a calorie deficit with cardio as well, but the research shows that resistance training is much more effective at doing that. So here, I just want you to think for a moment uh, about uh, a person who haven't been training for all of his life and uh, he's just sitting on the couch uh, and eating a very uh, heavily processed diet uh, and suddenly the person decides to go running for... Uh, three days a week for half an hour. Now, what do you think will happen to his quadricep, glutes, hamstring, and calves, and potentially as well abs and chest, like just the activity of running? And here we have to make a big distinction about what is cardio. 
So, um, you know, cardio is an aerobic activity done with the purpose of burning calories and or improving someone's cardiovascular health. It's usually done in a steady state fashion um, in the form of running, jogging, swimming, cycling, uh, rowing, or any other cardiovascular equipment of sorts. And uh, basically any type of activity that we do in our daily life, um, you know, basic life activities are aerobic. So you wake up, you go to the loo, you brush your teeth, you walk around the house, clean, tidy, you cook. Um, apart from sex, which is a little bit more intense, um, you know, those are all uh, aerobic activities. And uh, when we do cardio, you know, like we basically do that with the purpose of uh, burning more calories and having a little bit more, like many people do it to lose fat and weight. Um, but yeah, we know that that is not as effective as resistance training. And, um, you know, when we do those activity, um, for example, when we do rowing, let's say that we go to the gym and we want to do cardio. No, we don't just want to do some aerobic activity uh, that we normally carry on in our life. We just want to do a good cardio session. And before we were not doing it. So we're back to the example of the person who is a totally beginner to cardio and is start running. What will happen to the body, when, to his body, will be that his legs at every impact on the floor will receive mechanical tension because his body um, will be pressed down the floor uh, thanks to the gravity. And that mechanical tension, repetitive mechanical tension on his legs will produce some level of muscle hypertrophy. In fact, you, you can see that runners, even uh, endurance runners, have some legs. You can see the muscle, you can see them. Okay, they are not like uh, with no muscle at all. The problem is that uh, since our body becomes very efficient at doing that sort of activity, when prolonged and when repeated with the same setup, so when you basically do the same workout, the same cardio workout, you don't get any more than that. You don't get any farther, um, any more hypertrophy. You don't improve your muscle more. And uh, potentially when you overdo cardio, um, you will um, incur into, into some uh, muscle loss and uh, metabolic slowdown. But um, yeah, there are many other benefits of doing cardio. I don't want you to think that I'm against cardio per se. Um, this is a not uh, a good line of thinking that uh, uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know as well that I am totally against the black and white mentality. So in fact, um, you know, you cardio is great at burning calories. So, and, and you might be wondering, so if cardio burns more calories than lifting weights, why not to do just that? Well, as I said, cardio can help you lose fat and weight, but it's not as effective as resistance training at doing that, uh, because resistance training will also help you to retain more muscle. So, um, just so that you know, you know, you can do cardio and the longer you will do cardio, the more calories you will burn, the faster you perform your cardio activity for any given time, the more you will burn after the exercise is finished. So also the post-exercise oxygen consumption will increase. So the longer you perform your cardio, but you know, don't get fooled here. Most of the calories you will bur burn will be burned during the activity. So if you are... Uh, um, 
running for uh, a total of uh, energy expenditure of 250 calories, you can burn somewhere between 20 to 30 calories uh, after uh, the activity is finished throughout the day. So it's pretty simple. Cardio helps you burn more calories, uh, not as many calories as many people would want you to believe. So I want you to try to swim. Uh, For example, I remember I used to, when I was a professional swimmer, I used to, we used to do this test of uh, swimming for uh, 60 minutes straight. Um, that was uh, like the hour, oh, the hour, and uh, it was uh, terrible. It was boring. Um, I remember that uh, I had a friend who, as we made, who would uh, try to follow, um, you know, my just to stay behind me. And you get a little bit of benefit swimming behind someone. You'll get a little bit faster. Plus, you just need to focus. You don't need to hold the pace. You don't need to make the pace. You need to hold the pace. So you just look at the person in front of you, uh, you look at his feet, and you just use that as a benchmark and you try to stay with him. It's definitely easier than the one at the front. But basically, I remember we our record was something like 5,450 meters. So I just ran a, a quick calculation on how many calories you burn on if you are a man of 80 kilos and you swim uh, freestyle, at a vigorous level, so quite fast, and you swim, you manage to swim 5,000 meters in 60 minutes, that can burn up to 900 calories or so without stopping. And if you try to swim for an hour continuously fast, you know that that's pretty damn hard. And, you know, 900 calories, it can seem like a lot to you, but if you've been tracking calories um, for um, at least four weeks in your life, you know how easily it is to overeat by um, four or 500 calories, okay? So imagine um, that, uh, you know, that will help you during your fat loss, but there are many different uh, reasons why I don't recommend overdoing cardio for fat loss. But before that, I wanted to share with you the other several health benefits that are linked to doing some sort of cardio, such as improved mitochondria density and activity, improved work capacity, improved recovery, improved cardiovascular health, improved blood pressure, improved um, sleep, reduced asthma, reduced pain, strengthened immune system. So um, I think it's uh, um, too much to say that you shouldn't do any cardio. Um, This is not uh, what I think, Uh, but you should uh, definitely not overdoing that. And uh, you should not let cardio Um, be a limit for your strength workouts. So why why is that? Well, because uh, cardio, it's uh, not sustainable. So most people, there are many, there are like six uh, main reasons um, that uh, why I don't recommend cardio. And yeah, the first one is that it's not sustainable. Like most people get uh, bored, they get tired and they struggle to keep up with their uh, workouts during the cold months, for example, like uh, those uh, 60 minutes running, uh, when I was in the UK, you know, during the summer it was okay to do them outside. But during the winter, I noticed that uh, I just did less of them, okay? Mm, it was just so hard in the winter to get out uh, at 7 in the morning and go for an hour-long workout, uh, an hour-long run. It just didn't happen after a while. So for as much as you love running, that might be a limitation that you won't encounter when uh, instead you sign up to a gym and uh, you uh, follow a strength training gym-based program. 
The second point, the second reason why I don't recommend cardio is that uh, repeating the same cardio workout will make you burn fewer and fewer calories with time, making your fat loss progress more difficult. Our body is incredibly good at adapting uh, to stress and external stimuli. So we are masters in adaptation and uh, by being becoming more efficient, if uh, you burn uh, 900 calories from your first cardio workout, your body will try to become more efficient and burn less and less with the time. So, um, yeah, your body is just becoming more efficient at performing a certain um, cardio workout. You can easily eat back the calories you just burn. So, exercise per se, it's uh, I think it's um, a critical um part for someone's long-term weight maintenance and many people start training thinking it will help them eat fewer calories burn more calories and ultimately lose more fat but in fact those people end up fatter than before which is funny because um, if you are not if you don't have a strategy to manage your food intake or you are not aware of your food intake and you think that by doing more cardio you will lose more weight um, the chances are that uh, uh, that extra energy burn that you will burn during your cardio session like, will make you more hungry and will bring you to eat more, will lead you to eat more and eat back the calories that you burn in, in that cardio session. So yeah, it's great to burn more calories through your activity. And uh, it's so common to see as well that people are more hungry after they start uh, exercising. So make sure that uh, either you keep uh, your nutritional strategy consistent uh, or uh, that you have uh, some sort of tools uh, to counterbalance balance, uh, the increased hunger uh, following a cardio workout. Okay, so um, it's uh, the fourth point. Uh, it's difficult to win the adaptive thermogenesis with cardio alone. What is adaptive thermogenesis? Well, as you lose weight, you will encounter the uh, so-called metabolic adaptation uh, that is mostly called as adaptive thermogenesis, uh, which is uh, a very important uh, skill that our body have of preventing us from losing too much weight. How does that work? The body is reducing the amount of energy that you will burn from non-exercise activities. I mean, most of the adaptive thermogenesis comes from a reduction in the NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And uh, basically, as you lose weight, you will burn less calories during the day. So um, your body is uh, better able to maintain and preserve his, uh, its tissues and its body weight. Why does that happen? I think uh, this is a, an important uh, uh, distinction to make because... Uh, you know, you might think, uh, oh, fucking body, you know, it's uh, this bloody adaptive thermogenesis is making this fat loss so boring and so long. But this is an important evolutionary skill that our body had that is very important and possibly helped us uh, to survive during period of scarcity where food and mm, food was not so easily available as, as it is today for us. So my clients always makes fun of me for making this example, but imagine uh, like you're stranded on an island and uh, you don't have food. And uh, imagine if your body keeps burning calories at the same 
rate as it did before when you instead had food, well, you would lose fat way easily, way too easily and too fast, and you will die very soon. So by having this adaptive thermogenesis, our body is able to burn fewer calories during the day and therefore to last longer with this uh, um, current level of body fat. So imagine if uh, you only use cardio as a part of your training and uh, you like most of the people I work with, they're busy professional and they don't do more than three to four hours of training a week. So if those three to four hours a week are only cardio workouts and you incur into an adaptive thermogenesis because you've been dieting for, let's say, 12 or 14 weeks, well, it's pretty impossible for you to increase either the duration or the intensity of your workouts. And even if you do, Imagine you're able to squeeze uh, a early Saturday morning run. How fun. Um, that can lead to metabolic slowdown and uh, muscle loss. Now, the fifth reason why I don't recommend cardio for uh, fat loss, um, and I instead recommend doing uh, a combination of cardio and lifting weights, uh, is the repartitioning effect. Even if it, you know, even if it doesn't burn many calories per session, you will be able to retain more muscle during a resistance training session compared to a cardio session. It's not uh, like we talked about it earlier. It's not that endurance training uh, does not uh, elicit uh, any level of muscle growth, but you know, resistance training is uh, much uh, more effective at that. And this happens because uh, resistance training is more effective at restoring muscle protein synthesis, the process through which our body produces new protein, which will end up in um, new muscle during an energy-restricted period. So, you know, in this case, I just want to make a little distinction that uh, if you were wondering, um, you know, it's pretty damn difficult uh, to understand uh, how much fat and how much muscle you have. And if you use uh, one of those body fat scale that you buy on Amazon and that uh, usually carry either two handles or one handle or no handle at all, well, you are likely that you are getting a wrong measurement. Yes, because um, those uh, scale usually carry a one to two point percent um, margin error. So even uh, if you are, uh, you know, the scale says that you are 18, you could be somewhere between 16 and 20. And imagine if you go uh, during uh, the first four weeks uh, from 18 to 17 and uh, the body weight uh, scale tells you that you are uh, 18 to start with uh, and 19 uh, um, to follow up with, well, that's pretty demoralizing. So you don't want to be demotivated during a fat loss uh, um, journey because mindset and consistency are pretty damn important during a fat loss uh, phase. So, um, you know, the second distinction I want to make is that fat-free mass and uh, muscle mass are not the same thing. Okay, there is a component of fat-free mass, both in the muscle mass and in the body fat mass. Um, and therefore, like you have a watery component, which, um, you know, is too often neglected. And I just want you to keep it in mind as you take a look at your body fat reading. Just keep in mind that those percentages might very likely be inaccurate. So which other ways you can use to assess your result. Well, in my experience, 
um, visuals, so pictures with the good lightning and in the same location and in the same position and at the same time of the day, uh, linked with a body weight tracking are the best method because even tape measurement, even if you're done, even if you have experience and you do them accurately, which most people don't, um, you know, they are likely to produce an error or a biased measurement. So steer away from them and you'll get a much more realistic and uh, easygoing way of uh, assessing your result. I found this working perfectly, even when I did my bodybuilding competition and most people don't uh, reach, uh, uh, they don't need to do a bodybuilding competition to lower their body fat, uh, therefore, um, most often a body fat scale is not necessary, if not detrimental for your success. So the last point is that cardio can make you lose more muscle. So imagine, I want to be clear on this uh, because I just said that cardio can help you to build more muscle, but can also work against you. So imagine doing a set of squats. You do 80 kilos and you perform 10 repetitions. Now, imagine running five kilometers as fast as you can, jumping off the treadmill and quickly doing the same set of squats. Which one will be more difficult? I think you know the answer. And uh, this is to show you that when perform too close to a resistance training session or with too much intensity, cardio can easily alter your strength progress and make you basically by indirect effect, lose more muscle. And uh, you don't want that. Um, also, cardio activities come to a cost. Uh, it's great to lose, uh, to burn calories and to maintain health uh, from many point of views, but cardio will make you more tired, will uh, make you more hungry. Um, I personally, when I used to do those runs uh, and I tried as well a chylate scene, uh, it's seen as uh, a workout template at the time I was working out with my ex-girlfriend and uh, we did that uh, Tabata circuit uh, um, so on top of that uh, uh, cardio uh, activity that was pretty tiring and uh, you know it's hard to estimate if you are progressing or not or if you're just getting tired so many people feel sluggish and ravenous after a cardio session and that makes the fat loss process even more complicated. So yeah, let's uh, um, talk about why you should uh, lift uh, weights during a fat loss phase. Have you ever thought that, uh, you know, you lose uh, fat by doing cardio and you build muscle by lifting weights? I mean, I always uh, been told uh, like that, like you need to, yeah, uh, build muscle first, uh, lifting big weights, uh, and then you shred the, uh, weight, uh, you shred the fat uh, by, by doing more cardio. Um, so we, we just learned the benefits and limitation of cardio in comparison to, to resistance training. So how do we know how to balance them in a training program? Well, there are uh, different uh, studies on the topic, luckily I would say, because uh, those uh, clearly shows uh, that a combination of resistance training and cardio is the best solution to lose fat and retain muscle compared to cardio alone or resistance training alone. Now here people will say, okay, then I need both. Um, you know, I just want to want you to think about a interesting alternative. I think this is an interesting opportunity for most of us because yeah, many people think resistance training is uh, equal to lifting big weights, like for three to six reps um, and cardio is like this long run on the treadmill. 
Uh, but the reality is that you can do cardio with weights too. That's the beauty of doing lifting weights. Uh, and regardless of how you like to set up your training, if more lifting like heavy weights uh, or like sweating and uh, setting up your training in a circuit fashion, like you can do that with weights. Um, you can't do with, the, you know, running on the treadmill. Yeah, of course, you can do sprinting. You can do different types of a cardio. We'll do a podcast uh, just on that, uh, on different kind uh, of cardio and which one is best uh, and how long to do it for, um, depending on your goal. Um, in fact, let me know if you have any question about cardio. Uh, it's uh, always great to, to hear your feedback, guys. You are uh, beautiful. You are amazing with your uh, questions and uh, feedbacks uh, and uh, um, yeah, it's very nice of reading of you. Like, um, that's, uh, that's very rewarding. And um, so, you know, we just learn that cardio is an aerobic activity. So what would happen, let's say, if you do, instead of those 10 sets of squat, 10 reps of squat, what happened if you did a set of 40 reps? Well, you would get the same health benefit of steady state cardio and high intensity cardio with the added bonus that you have the chance to improve your coordination. You can have more fun and you can work on your strength at the same time. So there are many different ways to set this up in a training program. And you can definitely consider uh, to make it uh, part of your regular strength workouts, you know, as a, a separate workout or at the end of each workout or for a whole week, for example. So it's smart to perform it though, uh, far from uh, your heavy lifting just to, you know, for sure you don't want to do it before. Um, if uh, you have to do it on the same day, uh, try to perform the cardio part of your workout six hours from your strength um, session, strength training session, or heavy lifting session, or at the end. If you necessarily have to do it in the same workout, make sure that you do it at the end after you're, you've done your heavy lifting when your coordination is fresh. And yeah, you want to approach the heavy lift from a fresh state where you can be focused and you have most of your energy. That's how you get the best bang for your backs. So how much cardio should you do? Well, there is no correct answer to this. Many people make the mistake of starting from just some random numbers that they found on a social media of their favorite fitness person or on, you know, on Google or YouTube. But in this case, keep in mind the end goal. You don't want to just do a certain activity and then, you know, end up being tired and not successful. Um, you want to practice a reverse engineering process. Like I, I like to think about that. Um, so you want to lose weight. We know that uh, losing weight, it's a pretty accurate uh, and realistic uh, way of uh, tracking your progress during a fat loss phase. So most people can lose between 0.5 and 1% of their current body weight every week. Uh, when uh, where people with uh, a higher body fat level can lose weight faster, sometimes even 1.5% of their body weight per week. Other people uh, with the lower initial body fat will lose fat uh, um, a bit slower. So people uh, uh, who are, for example, going between 15% uh, and 10% body fat, uh, they can still lose between 0.5 and 1% of their body weight per week. But people who want to get very lean, they'll probably have to go slower than 0.5%. And the slower, the better here. So don't think that uh, um, by uh, going faster, you're necessarily going better. You might be losing more muscle. 
Um, so what I usually recommend to everyone who joined the tight t-shirt transformation with the goal of losing fat is to see if they can achieve this uh, rhythm of weight loss uh, with resistance training alone. And uh, that gives us a chance uh, to optimize their diet. So we'll uh, have a look at their uh, meal frequency, at the composition of their diet, uh, and uh, um, about the approach that they can maintain. So whether they should uh, count calories or not, uh, and uh, they should approach uh, uh, intermittent fasting or not, uh, and these uh, sort of things. Uh, cardio is uh, also a way to increase uh, your energy expenditure and maintain uh, or just improve many health markers, as, as we just saw. So you should do as much cardio as it takes to achieve your goals and no more. And it shouldn't be so much that it impairs your strength training, uh, your recovery, or your health. Uh, in fact, research shows that just doing cardio guarantees little in the way of fat loss. <laughs> Ironically, many people wind up even fatter. We just uh, talk about it. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's a shame. So what are the practical takeaways for you? Well, there are uh, a few, and uh, it is that uh, any sort of activity burn calories. Physical exercise is critical for long-term weight maintenance. Cardio usually burn more calories than lifting weight per workout. And a combination of cardio and resistance training is more effective for losing fat and retaining muscle during a period of energy restriction compared to cardio or resistance training alone. Um, and uh, cardio also offer many health benefits uh, and uh, you should consider it uh, as a part of your uh, training program at any given point in your career, regardless uh, if you are trying to lose fat or build muscle, but you should be aware of the consequences of uh, overdoing it uh, and uh, uh, definitely doing it at too, at a too high intensity. So guys, that's pretty much it for today's episode. Um, of course, if you have any questions uh, about uh, cardio for fat loss or lifting weights for fat loss, uh, just reach out to me. Unfortunately, podcast doesn't offer the uh, DM strategy or the DM um, kind of opportunity. So you can't reach out to me directly from the Spotify or uh, you know the, the platform you're listening from. But if you want to share your feedback about uh, this show, please do as uh, it uh, improves search visibility and it, allow, it allows us to reach uh, more people and to help more people. Instead, if you want to have a more direct uh, contact with me, just uh, um, subscribe to the Lean Muscle Warriors Facebook group. That's a free private Facebook group where I do lives, I share free educational content, and there are already guides that you can access and consume. And you can just go back to it and connect with other people like you who like training in a smart way with evidence-based workouts and... Uh, uh, like to approach uh, his diet with a flexible, uh, a flexible approach so that we can as well enjoy some social life, but still uh, maintaining and optimizing our body composition and health. So that's uh, pretty much it for uh, today's uh, episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. And oh, before I forget, I've been asked for from um, by one of our listeners to share some of the podcasts that I listen to. So I will uh, share a um, podcast that I listen to every week. And that's a, a podcast that is a little bit different from 
um, you know, fitness and diet. And it's a podcast by Mike Carothers. I will post the link in the show notes. And that's called Something You Should Know. So, um, you know, that's uh, sometimes all it takes is one little fact or one little piece of wisdom to change your life forever. And that's the purpose of the show. In each episode, there is the host, Mike, who interviews uh, top experts in the field um, to bring you fascinating information and advice to help you save time, money, advance in your career, become more wealthy, improve your relationship, and help you simply get more out of life. So yeah, that's a, a pretty interesting podcast. I like to uh, keep myself educated uh, on uh, different uh, topics uh, regarding, regarding as well uh, entrepreneurship, uh, uh, investments, um, self-help, um, relationships, and animal books, uh, uh, growth, uh, so marketing, uh, uh, health, nutrition, uh, training, and yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. But I will share more uh, of those uh, podcasts that I listen to. And of course, if you have uh, podcasts that you listen to, well, join the group uh, and let me know. I'm, I'm up for uh, you know sharing uh, back and forth with my uh, audience, uh, you know, tips uh, that help both uh, to grow so that we can grow as a team. That's the beauty of uh, a community. So that's all for uh, today's episode from Coach Francesco. Ciao, ciao.